Let's bring on Sean Little from MSG Networks. Uh, We could actually, let's start with Joel Embiid first, man. This is Joel Embiid's last five games. 31-7-2 here. Okay, that's his worst game of the last five. 53-12-3, and 38-12-5, 39-7-3, 35-11-8. I mean, for all the conversation about Jason Tatum, uh, about Luka Doncic and Giannis, and rightfully so for MVP, Embiid at 12-1, making a statement over the last five games. Absolutely. He's the man. He's the man in Philly. That's what it that's what it comes down to. We talk about a lot of other people. We talk about how when Maxi was healthy, he was the engine. It comes down to Joel Embiid in Philly. And uh just like it comes down to Anthony Davis in LA. Once those guys start rolling like they are and putting up the numbers that they're putting up, those teams start to win and start to blow people out. That's that's how uh that's how those guys roll. I love Joel Embiid, man. He he wants the MVP really badly. He's gonna try to get there again. He's gonna try to string it together for the rest of the year. And uh, hopefully we can start catching some overprops. If you could see what was going on right now, Sean, the the total in the King-Sixers game is at 126. Trista has the over 228.5. Get that young blood! Oh, my God. PJ has the under right now. This is the biggest sweat with 45 seconds left. Oh, my God. The live total was 240. We got 226 right now because the scrubs have been in for six minutes, Sean. Breaking shots. I have nothing. I have no questions for you. (laughs) I have none. This is dead. We need a bucket. Come on, bucket boys. Come on. This, oh, I don't have anything we, to say. We've lost Trista They're, at this oh point. Oh, yeah. my God! So this is what happened. So, yeah. This is so what happens. This is, this is live betting uh, NBA midweek. This is how it goes, man. The it's, NBA Betting the NBA midweek, week to week, is easily, for me, I'll, I'll speak for myself, the toughest thing to do in the betting world. You, 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 get, a, you get a lot of time to prepare, break things down for, for the NFL, even college football from a week-to-week basis. But this is what you get in the NBA. You get a ton of blowouts. It's like, no, there's no way the Suns can't bounce back. Even with Devin Booker being out there playing Houston, it's not even it's not a question that they shouldn't be able to compete in that game. They're getting toasted. Same thing with the Warriors. They can't keep playing terrible ball on the road, coming off a big win against the Celtics. They show up in Milwaukee with no Drew Holiday. And they're getting run off the floor. It's it's a super tough sport to cap, especially player, player props. We got guys that don't play minutes, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a tough, it's a grind to bet the NBA day in day out, week in week out. And it is this is the best example. It just went final. The total two twenty six. I'm gonna beat you. That live total got up over two forty and a half. And PJ was yeah. like, I have no shot at this underhitting. And then all of a sudden, the five minutes left One in this. bad shot. They, put, they, they clear the benches. They get all the way down to the, the end of it. And it ends up hitting the under. It's, it, it is. The NBA, look, that's why I love the props market in the NBA the most. You get a little more consistency with a lot of players. Like, the the random one I've been riding for a while is Anthony Edwards over one and a half steals. He just keeps going over one and a half, and they just keep keeping the number where it is. But it's tough because, like, when you have these, these weeknight games, guys sit out last minute. And, you know, last year we obviously dealt with all of the health and safety protocols. But you're still getting you know, a lot of last-minute injury replacements like an hour before a game. You almost have to wait till right before tip if you want to bet on a game just to make sure that everybody's going to be out there. No question. It's a, it's, a, it's a cat and mouse game of trying to get value and trying to get the best number versus finding out who's going to play for real and who's going to sit. And, Nick, I would say, like, plays and, and spots you find like that. So, and, and Edwards, Anthony Edwards, over one and a half steals day-to-day. Keep that to yourself. 
No one does that anymore. <laughs> Play that silently by yourself. I know. So it doesn't become common knowledge. And I'm generous. I was being generous. I've got other ones that I've saved. You're right. I probably should have just been now, selfish You know there. what I'm saying, though? Because that's yeah. like the old school thing that no one does anymore. Mm-hmm. There was years where people would find spots and not tell a soul so yep. they didn't burn up their spot. I had a play that I was I was tailing the last couple of weeks. And I know I'm not talking hoops anymore. But Tua Tungvaloa under two and a half rush yards they kept they kept rolling out two and a half rush yards for for like four or five weeks straight after his concussion and he just flat out would not attempt to rush mm-hmm. i don't know if that was either him personally or he was being told not to rush it but obviously that two of about lowest scheme under mcdaniel in miami is a lot of timing a lot of x's and o's a lot of get the ball out quick so he's not a running quarterback anyway but after that concussion specifically he wasn't rushing at all. And that that, that prop was coming yeah. in week in, week out, week in, week out. I was playing it, trying to keep it close to chest, and then it got blown up uh, this past weekend. He he went for, like, uh, I think, like 20 yards or something. Yeah. But still, it's those spots that, you know, keep them to yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is why he's telling us about it now after the spot has been blown. It, the, the spot is cooked now. So no, exactly. it hit last well, night. Also, who, who knows? I mean, maybe we'll end up getting a better number and we can take the under again. I actually, like, I like no, the sure. spot sometimes. Yeah. Let's sure. talk about this Lakers-Celtics uh, matchup tonight. 42 minutes. The number is very sus. That's like this is a very fishy, stinky. My my sort of philosophy or, or thought on it is there must be – it's a back-to-back game, and we know that players go out in L.A. That's a real thing. That's a real handicap. Oh. Same thing with Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three and a half does feel a little low against the stinky Los Angeles Lakers. So I want nothing to do with it. I'm just going to take Anthony Davis's point prop. Uh, what do you think about that matchup? Like, how do you break that down? Yeah, also another thing I look at, our team's coming off the last game of a long road trip. Boston Celtics have been on the road for quite a while now. This is their stop in L.A. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's tough because sometimes teams fold up. They're like, man, let's get to the house. It's time to get home. We've been on the road for too long. I can't wait to get home, hang out with the family, hang out with the friends, and just – kind of close it up but on the flip side here i'm looking at the celtics they haven't been playing that well the last week so it's like do we try to close this close this road trip out strong and get a w in la or is it one of those spots where now anthony davis is back in the fold they're in a mood where we just played the clippers and lost and then we went out and now we're in la it's just like let's get out of here but it is a national televised game anthony davis is back it's still the lakers it's still lebron it's still la with the dim lights and everything like that so it, it, it's a tough spot to cap. It, it is a fishy number, though. This is one of those spots where I, I I couldn't bet it pregame. I'd have to take a look if I had any action at all. So I'd try to catch something live. But I, I can't argue with taking Anthony Davis props. He's been locked in, absolutely doing his thing. And if he could stay healthy, he's going to continue to do his thing. Sean, what's your thoughts on how bright or dim an arena should be? <laughs> I love the I love the dim the Same. dim crowd. Yeah, the dim crowd lit up court. It feels very theatrical. I love that. I'm at the garden all the time for work. I get to just walk across the street and go check out games, and it brings a different element to the game. It feels like it's a show, and sometimes it doesn't feel like that in other spots. So yeah, I love the I love the dark crowd lit up floor look the whole vibe how, of it is awesome how about like an arena that feels like a circuit city like capital one arena the where the wizards <laughs> play. how do you capital feel about one. that well she's not wrong by the way it's just not it's bright and it's just it doesn't work there's like no LED energy there. fluorescence yeah. like how do you feel about that like on a scale of one to ten how's the mood for that 
Yeah, no, I'm not. I, like, dude, we just went over it. I love the dim. I love that. I'm a big vibe guy. You know, if if the vibe is not right, or I'm looking at a number or a spot, I'm t- for on a handicap sense. I'm a big spot and matchup guy first, first and foremost. What's the spot, and then let's talk about the matchup. If the spot is a, a very interesting type of fade spot, then that's when I dig in and try to figure out if I like the matchup as well. But I'm more of a spot first type of guy which is i guess you could translate into a vibe and a situation and i rather play and watch nba hoops under dim 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 fans lit court than fluorescent lights all over the place i've never been to cap one maybe i got to get out there and check it out yeah Yeah, i wouldn't put some sunglasses on maybe that's tristan that's the time we can wear some sunglasses inside and you know what that is true yeah that's true (laughs) talking to sean little bet mgm tonight i'm watching the pelicans right now they're up 28 24 on the jazz in utah I love this Pelicans team, man. Like, I, I think I, I think they have to go through, like, most of the teams in the NBA. You got to go through a year or two of, like, the bumps and bruises and the losses and the playoffs. But they could still hold on to be a number one seed when it's all said and done. Like, I don't know. It's not a lot of markets out there right now for playoff seeding. But once those start to open up, I mean, this is a team that could be a top two team, bare minimum, in the West. They're starting to stack those tough wins up quickly against big teams. And mm-hmm. they seem to they seem to believe in themselves and think they belong. And I think they do. When when B.I. is back as well, Zion is an absolute force. Yep. We we, we kind of knew that. There was the, the, the outside noise, and I was, ta- I was saying it too. Let's make sure this guy can get in shape, be ready to play, and he seemed to have put that behind him. They did the whole nutrition thing. I get that. He got paid. I was worried about paying a guy that wasn't didn't seem to be motivated, so now we're going to add a couple hundred million on top of not being motivated already, and I didn't know how that was going to work out, but he seemed to – have put that stuff in order. They're playing really good ball. They don't really care. They're just like the – I hate using like the junkyard dog reference, but that's what Alvarado is. He doesn't care about scoring. He just wants to be a massive irritant, possession by possession, game by game, half by half, whatever you want to say about him. Then we know Herb Jones is another defensive guy. Then they have uh, the the leadership guy in McCollum. They have a really good squad. Then Trey Murphy all, all, all of a sudden has turned into Larry Bird. So – <laughs> they have a really good squad all, all all over the all over the board. I really like uh, what they're doing, and they're going to be a team similar to Memphis that really care about the regular seats, and they're going to try to get that one seed, and they'll be in a good spot to make some noise in the playoff. Yeah, they're still I think ten to one to win it all. So, and what five to one or whatever it is to come out of the West. So interesting spot. I want to get your thoughts before we let you go. We have about a minute and a half, two minutes about my Portland Trailblazers. Because low-key, one of the worst, most difficult schedules to start off. Obviously, injuries to Dame, a couple of others as well. But it gets easy now. The next 10 games are pretty soft. What are your thoughts on just what you're seeing from them, what their upside is, and just like Dame in general? Trista, do you have a half Portland, half Kings jersey at the crib that you wear, like on a for the on Western a, like con- night, for the Western Conference like a, Finals, like a, <laughs> like a nightgown that's like you button up and half is half is Portland, half is Sacramento. No, one side, like por- a, one side purple beam, one side Rip City. Yeah, exactly. They, I like what they're doing. They, they, um, they have the leadership in Dame, right? And Dame has been shooting it absolutely from at a ridiculous clip from three I want to say he's like 55 plus percent from three but Anthony Simons is a guy that can also fill it up and then they have Grant that can fill it up as well they've been playing better defense under Chauncey and I'm a big Nurk fan they it's tough to say 
it's one of those things where like I feel like I've seen this movie from them. They have a ton of ton of guys that can score, and I'm not so not so sold on the defensive side of the ball. They've been playing a lot better than they have over the over the previous couple of years. But I'm not so I'm not so sold on that part. I know they have guys that can score, but is Chauncey going to get these guys to lock in and play D when it when it when it really comes to winning time? We'll see. But I don't see why they can't they can't win a series and compete in a second in the playoffs in the West. The West is so stacked up. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna depend on what type of matchup they get. But they look like they're playing for Chauncey. People were worried about that as well. Does Chauncey know what he's doing? Is he gonna be able to get those guys to rock? And it looks like he has been. Yeah, they've built a really a good young team there. I mean, Dame obviously is the veteran there, and there's other. And GP two's coming back yeah. anytime now. Yeah, she's just yeah. she's just excited about this. I don't know <laughs> whether it's you, the Trailblazers, or Alabama over there in the corner. I'm not sure who's more hyped about that. I'm just trying to lay low on my Commanders because they're seven five and one, and I just want to keep it going because this is the best it's been in a long, long time for me. So I'm just gonna just keep quiet and not jinx anything because like she'll start. Because if props. I start if I start getting cocky, she's gonna bet on them and then yes. they're gonna lose every game, like I did against the Giants. Yes. and they did not win. And she's now cursed the the, the Eagles, so she's betting on Jalen Hurts to win MVP and the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So they're screwed. So the the curse of Trista, the Medusa. Yeah, she's Medusa for these teams. She says so. We'll call it the Crick of Death. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to take a lot of. It's going to take a big. It's going to take a big French kiss to to kill off the Eagles. They're super tough right now. So she tuned. might do it. She might do it to kill off the Eagles in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's what she said. Sean Little, MSG Networks. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Always, of course, man. I'll see you guys later.